I I j up some feet. Oh, <laughs> oh. I'm, okay, so I'm into the, it. We're in the cold open now, and it started apropos of nothing with you saying <laughs> no, that. You can't. <laughs> you can't. I just oh, said I've another joke, good joke before a few this. Feet in my time. I had the whole thing. I had the whole thing before this. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. No, people aren't gonna know. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. <laughs> Unless you've got some sort of sweet zinger. Yeah, you got one chance right now. Well, tapes live. All that and a bag of chips. Put that right after I've shaken up a couple of feet. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And ooh, squawk, squawk. Just three of us for three birds, and we're pulling a large chariot in the sky. That's a big <laughs> twist. I The energy you brought at the beginning, I thought maybe we were at Grandpa's house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hi. It's good to see you. No, we, look, we left Grandpa's house a, mi- a whole full minute ago because uh, we are three birds and we're, we're pulling a large chariot um, uh it like in our like like how are we pulling it we have like ropes in our beaks or what are we yeah yeah basically yeah or harnesses we have some i assume we're harness. large birds but it's a big chariot i think this is not a sparrow uh, to chariot the sparrow to chariot ratio would not be appropriate we're fucking so you- eagles dude so this could just be tied to a tail feather. We're like we're like twelve times the size of the chariot. I think it's a decent sized chariot. Like I don't want to look back because we've got a lot of flying to do, but it could be Santa. And also, we're being paid a lot of money not to know who's in the chariot. We never look back. That's our professionalism, you right? Know? Yeah. I mean, is it is it a, a, a possibility that the reindeer were all busy or dead, and mm. we had to get Santa through the rest of the night? Uh, and he were just some birds that he found. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe. But again, can't look back. And you know what? It kind of ruins the surprise and the magic of it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I have to. I have to poop. Is it okay if I just sort of do that whenever? Because we're birds. Should we stop recording or do? You- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, life imitates art a little bit. It's horse. No. Rules. Yeah, so, I, but it's cool. It's cool. This is this is like normal times. I'm new to the job. It's, I just want to make not, sure that well, I can still. Well, here's the thing. Because you're, you're, this is a benefit. Because we're th- only three, we're one deep, and we're three three birds. We're not tethered behind each other like a human centipede. Okay. Uh, you can just, you can just shit. Oh, um, sick. It's just like I every other the day. Reindeer, I assume the reindeer, when they're like bridled in a series and they're flying through the air, have to... I don't know. Do they do they release? Do they, I don't know. Do they drop? Because that all goes either to the reindeer behind them, like again, like a centipede, or to Santa. Well, I suppose you could they... do it on the incline so that that just drops down and doesn't. Oh, hit that's a good point. Yeah, when he when he goes <laughs> when he does a dive and then comes back up. Santa loves doing tricks. 
<laughs> well, I was I was wondering whether or not they waited until they were on the roof of a house and mm, up on the and, house up on the housetop. Yeah. Reindeer shit. Yeah, right, exactly. I don't know. Christmas treats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just dropping Christmas treats. Uh oh, what's that that came out of my bird my bird cloaca? Is it Your a cartoon? Christmas. It's a it's a Christmas roof snack. <laughs> <laughs> see what santa left me on the roof no, no. again <laughs> it does appear like i've shit out two episodes of cartoons that we watched today <laughs> it does look like that. the twist it's uh straight out of my cloaca let's do another 15 minutes on bird reindeer stuff uh, oh okay <laughs> i think we can do it i think we can find it or or we could you know Talk, talk about more. mask and centurions. America decides the phone number appearing at the bottom <laughs> of your podcast catcher. Text text one for reindeer poop nonsense, uh-huh. two for in-depth cloacal analysis, or three for your normal podcast about cartoons. Uh-huh. Uh, our phone operators are standing by. I would uh, I would remind you guys the track record our fans have with uh engagement vo- <laughs> with vo- voting voting in a voting appropriately using their oh, how using their Patreon, using their, their democratic vote? rights yeah to uh to exercise you know temperance mm-hmm. yeah we we no, love they're, they're, i just want to be clear for the for the public feed we love our patrons and we love any joining patrons they just the stuff they, they make vote, us watch they've yeah they just vote like democracy is a joke to them uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I think I think the the numbers are in and Yeah, there's a lot of twos, but it's more it's more threes than twos. Thank God. I think yeah, I think we have to to pivot to talking about Do you think that's what a bird centuries. calls pooping? Cuz there's a number 1 and number 2 and then birds do a number 3. <laughs> well, because I, I got to drop okay, some threes. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> if if cloaca equals but plus vagina, then number one plus number two Let's does dive equal number right three. in. <laughs> <laughs> that math is sound. <laughs> I think just a good goodwill hunting whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> Well, chirp, chirp, chirp. Uh, it's the, it's the, it's the Christmas fowls. Uh, mm. we're, theoretically. We're, theoretically. The, on, it's, it's just a job for us. But yeah. yeah. It's always Dis- nice when you're doing something important. You know, right. not just driving Discretion around, driving is around part some of the page. Oh, yeah. I see. I see. 
So we're, but we are driving on Christmas. Right. We're free we to speculate, though. You know. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm it, new. It, this I'm could new be, here. You mm-hmm. know, our calendars are a little out of date, so this could be after Christmas. Probably will be. I think I'm you know? like the new. I think I'll be the new bird who's got a lot of got a lot of ideas about how to shake things up around here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this guy. Yeah. yeah. Ever yeah. since the bluebird has gone away, things are different <laughs> around here. I hate your bird-based humor. <laughs> I don't like that you seem to have more no, in the bag. No, I, I personally, I encourage this shift. It's a, it's a small step. <laughs> bird, you know, bird-related references, but I think it's better. I think okay. And I'm yeah. here for it, and I it's and I Austin enjoyed grow. it. I enjoyed the joke. Yeah, and Rory and I can flock together. Mm. And talk about the first episode of Mask that we watched. We did we did episode sixty, Venice Menace. Uh, Venom has a special chemical that turns the waters <laughs> around Venice to jelly, <laughs> uh, allowing Stinger to drive on the surface and dig up Cleopatra's sunken barge. <laughs> and wow. as basically as predicted. <laughs> We tried so hard for one of the silliest premises we could find. I would say this one may have been more promising. This was not the absolute silliest premise. No. I kind of want to derail for a second here. Yeah, let's do it. I want to talk about just when Andy and I were trolling through episodes of, of Mask the other night in finding episodes to watch for this we really discovered a pattern and I think a lot of the shape of this show became very clear um, in just how much every single episode without fail was picking a different spot on the globe to go to and sort of like briefly interact with the culture there and then do cart nonsense. And a lot of times it was about like local treasure. Like we get the sense that like, like, we know Venom are bad people, and they're going to do bad stuff. But a lot of these plots are not about the bad stuff they're going to do, but just about how they're going to fund the bad stuff nebulously that they're going to do in the future. Because yeah, most of it is, like, racing to get treasure. They're just mm-hmm. doing they're doing legal salvage a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what's so funny is, like, Venom as a, as a network feels like it's about six people and mm-hmm. mask as a, as an organization is about 36. Yeah. They're deep. They got a deep roster. They pull up from the miners all the time. And, it's and really crazy. venom. Yeah. Venom is not this like secret shadow. No, it's army got the that's... vibe of the lacrosse team picking on the metal detector kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh my oh. God. It's so weird. It's just like, they're off doing their like twee little, like, treasure hunts well, you, and then, you, you know, know what's you know what's so sad i mean as much as i'm generally here for the nonsense uh a children's cartoon where you go to a different culture and explore some sort of lost treasure of some variety with sunken ship or you know buried tomb whatever uh maybe not going to people's merlin's tombs, gold or whatever yeah. merlin's gold see but that's boring <laughs> that's it's kind of i don't care because it's england but in general, yeah. I like the idea of learning a little bit about a culture and a little bit about some funky, weird treasure that's missing. Like, yeah, that could have been really cool if that was the show. Uh huh. Yeah, but, like, but they—it's such like set dressing, you know. It, I know none, that's no the thing—they don't do is... any of it well. You don't learn no. about the treasure. You don't learn about the culture. 
Uh, it's just there to, I don't know, be a different backdrop than last week. Well, okay, so another episode that we didn't watch is it Venom steals Kamehameha's cape and helmet and then mass produces replicas selling them as expensive fakes. So <laughs> that's just it's a cottage into this just an Etsy store. <laughs> they just, just like yeah, they steal the real cape, but the but then they set up a fake like they're like selling the Rolexes on New York City streets. It's fucking weird. Yeah, we need know. eight cars to go kill them. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that be a that this would be far too far too mature for this show? But like, wouldn't that be a fun twist if like these guys are mask the bad guys? They seem mm, like yeah. they are. Yeah, they're just vigilantes, uh, stomping around. In, you know, <laughs> disrespecting international law, burning fossil fuels to <laughs> yeah, flying around in their private jets to go beat to go <laughs> beat private up private airspace to go, yeah. to go beat up nerds <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. no so there is there was no way that we would that this one wouldn't catch our attention though because turn, turning the water around venice to jelly and digging up cleopatra's sunken barge is is delicious does the episode completely deliver? I don't think so, but it was it was no. still there's some weird shit in this yeah, one. Yeah, we're going to talk liked. about it. No, yeah. but you uh, the amount of screen time Jelly Venice gets is criminal. Yeah. Like what's the point of such a ludicrous premise to just not engage with it after a robot gets stuck in it once and then a car drives mm. on top of it? Who gives a shit? That's the I know. That's the truly the two most boring possible things you could come up for <laughs> with what happens if Venice was jelly. Uh, somebody gets stuck, uh, car drives. Ah. Right, but is there a lot of slapstick with a boy and his robot? <laughs> oh, we got always, half the episodes. Always. Yeah. Uh, I want to I talk about the elephant in the room. They've made a French-Canadian friend. Yes. Yes. And the episode begins. Talk about the shock. moose in the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I don't. What? What purpose? I mean, I guess he's a member of Mask, but he's just out with, out um, with Tracker's I, family. In this, in this season one, the sort of Mask, you know, the Ur Mask. I don't know what that what that speaks to. It's a huge vibe in the second season. Race car Mask. Mask okay. two point you know, too too fast, too mask, too maskiest. <laughs> um, where there's some there's some culturally appropriate race car driver wherever they go, mm-hmm, who's part of the mm-hmm. team that week. Of course, yeah. This so honestly, the vibes for Jacques, who yes. again we have no. I mean, again, we're jumping into episode sixty, so mm-hmm. obviously things are different. But Matt Tracker, leader of of Mask. And his son, Scott, are just in Venice with, I'll be honest, there's no heterosexual explanation for Matt <laughs> and Jacques just like in a, in a bud, in a, in a two yeah. buds, Venice vacation, speedboat <laughs> friendship that, you know, like, look, you know, I'm not making fun of the fact of it. No. It's just these characters are so heteronormative in the 80s that it's deeply painful Mm-hmm. And the fact that he's an un this unmarried father, uh, who's just sort of hanging out in Venice with his like hot French Canadian hunk named Jacques in a speedboat, <laughs> and we just get no explanation. And he okay, keeps telling now, Scott and T Bob to go off and and enjoy themselves in Venice. Like, just I make yourself scarce, I kid. 
I don't want to overly shame Austin's interpretation of this, uh, but what I've gleaned from what you just said uh, is some personal insight. Are you you don't have any speedboat friendships? <laughs> like, that to you seems more far fetched. That's sad, man. That's just sad. You don't have a guy with Enrich a boat. your life. A platonic speedboat friend? <laughs> we just go fast on water. And it's normal. Yeah. yeah. You're right. I am. I'm Get sort of missing times. that. <laughs> it's 2022. It's not a gay it's thing. A it's just friend. a speedboat, which is the like <laughs> the bumper sticker on the back. <laughs> we're, <laughs> yeah. We're attracted to the speed. Uh, <laughs> Oh, God. Fuck. Anyway, yeah. So uh, this guy's accent too is just wild because he—I don't know how close this is to a real French Canadian accent. It's far, I think, though. Probably far. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> he pronounces. Do you know if it's common to pronounce Venice like Vanass? Yeah, Vanass. Vanass. Vanass is very different from anything I ever saw in Canada, mon ami. It's basically just a French. He's just doing French. Badly, yeah, it's but, yeah. it's bad French. Uh, that sort of overly, overly growly Parisian. Oh, mm-hmm. it oh, what do you think, mon ami? <laughs> yeah. Okay, bud. So, we have to talk about the other accents, right? So, one of the first things that happens, obviously, is that they discover a patch of jelly in the water. Uh, yeah, T Bob t- gets stuck in 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 canal in nasty. jelly. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what the hell is that? And uh, they try and take a sample of it, but it turns into water before they can get it back to their lab. And they're like, what the hell? Where'd the sample go? And on cue, they look over and they see like, there's like a crane set up and a bunch of people have like gathered around and they're pulling a boat out of the water. And this boat has a fuck ton of the jelly goop like attached to it. And they, the the gunk all falls off the boat and they're like, oh no. And <laughs> Then we cut to the Italian man who is running this crane, and he goes, Where did it go? <laughs> <laughs> and then we jump down, and rather than having, you know, a modern nation's, like, navy or, or coast guard or whatever, mm-hmm. there's just extreme, like, striped shirt-wearing gondola, gondola guys. pilots, yeah. And they're going, It's a gone. There's nothing here. <laughs> <laughs> Mushroom kingdom, here we come. It's just so funny. Oh God, I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I love it. Like we, first responders in Italy are just guys are on gondolas. Gondola. Uh, yeah. You know, Italians. Gendarmes. Italians make it so hard to take their country seriously. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Get ready for this one. They just elected a fascist babe. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they watch hentai on their uh, in their in their meetings. <laughs> you clowns! Uh, no, this is they don't they don't play enough with this being Venice and it being Jelly Venice. Jelly Venice should have been a major character, um, but it's not. We mostly see we see these globs of jelly early on, and we learn that it's venom, and then we kind of just. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't. It, it. I don't know how you fuck this up this bad. They just well, don't make it satisfying. The scene. I mean, the scene where we learn that Venom 
has been leaking their secret jelly before their operation <laughs> is ready uh, is pretty good. Um, and by good, I mean one of the most pornographic things I've seen in an animated cartoon for children uh, because their their oil drum or whatever that has their gelatinizing compound inside mm-hmm. of it has this rupture hole in it and it's like dribbling out <laughs> gel from it this like wet liquid out of it and just it's 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 the most suggestively drawn <laughs> yeah like, and then and then the evil lady vanessa like fingers it yeah she uses her finger and sort of like touches it it's just it's a i it's an eye opener <laughs> i'll say it's an eyebrow razor <laughs> Well, she also says, uh, You didn't notice this stuff leaking? Did you suddenly go Venetian blind? I, yeah, Venetian blind. Oh, because <laughs> of Venetian blinds. I didn't mm-hmm. catch it the first time. I thought it, I didn't even register it as a joke. I thought it was just a weird. It's, a lot of the humor in the show is like that, though. It's very bad. Yeah. It's, it's not good. And, and the, you know, the guy she's making fun of. I, I'm actually very fascinated by this this Venom guy who yes. has like the the facial hair and the sunglasses because he talks like Jack Nicholson and I guess maybe he's really into bowling. Okay, mayhem, it's all set. I laid a circle of explosive harpoons around the barge. Yeah, I, I'm trying to. This man is a mystery. Honestly, the voice acting on this guy—it sounds like he's a contest winner or something. Like everyone does a decent job of sounding like they're supposed to be there on on television, on broadcast television, mm-hmm. and then this guy doing whatever he's doing, uh, you know, is is so out of place. It's so out of pocket. Like. Yeah, it's it's just like you got somebody's dad off the street to do a Jack Nicholson voice. Like he's green, he's like not ready for the microphone. Yeah. And it's, it's it's awful. Well, and Mayhem does that line where he's like, "That is, you'll have to use your head for something other than bowling." Relax, Mayhem, I know what to do. I'm like, is this something we're supposed to know yeah, about this I'm... guy that he's very into bowling? <laughs> Did yeah, I miss like when, when they summon him for an evil guy mission, is he mid bowling and then has to leave the bowling alley? Like, ah, man, I just got a strike. I just got a strike. <laughs> not, not today. Fuck. Uh, yeah. So they, I don't know. They're planning. Here's here's their plan. Apparently, at some point, a long Please time ago, before because... before before Venice even existed. Cleopatra's solid gold boat was stolen by bad sailors. Uh-huh. By thieves who were bad sailors. (laughs) They stole her golden boat, and they sailed it into the Mediterranean, and it went down here in Venice. And there's a map that was made to where they crashed somehow by someone, and it Mm -hmm. was sealed... 2,000 years ago in an urn somewhere, and Venom found it, and they're after Cleopatra's barge. And to get it, they're not going to do, like, scuba, like, underwater mining stuff on the sly, maybe because they think that would be noticed too much, dot, dot, question mark. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. Instead, their plan is to turn all the water around Venice into jelly, 
explode some bombs. Yes, plant mines and then detonate <laughs> a chunk of the jelly. So now the jelly's gone. There's like a big a, hole like a in the jelly. dry excavation, like sort of a Moses-style <laughs> excavation. And then they get the boat, and then I guess their plan is to just drag it away to safety. In broad daylight? In daylight. Well, you know, even, even before getting into the cartoon silliness, <laughs> the premise of this show is that of all the cities in the world, they pick Venice, I guess maybe for a light Cleopatra possibility. I mean, um, they just haven't been there yet. But but <laughs> but they picked arguably the most famous port town in the world. Mm-hmm. And then there's a barge in the bay. A golden boat <laughs> just goes down. Solid gold boat. Yeah, but uh, did not ignore, ignoring because... the physics for just a second. <laughs> okay. Uh, and that... All of these people were like, well, it's gone forever. Don't want that gold. (laughs) Yeah. I just like just I mean, again, I don't I don't need to necessarily nitpick the uh, the logical inconsistencies of the plot uh, more than the show merits. It just seems like to. Well, I just feel like (laughs) why not just pick a city? It's plausible. Yeah. Like a stormy town where you don't want to go out. (laughs) Don't want to go out on the water. I don't know. Uh, yeah. The city's already underwater. The boat's so close. Yeah. I don't know. It's the, it's an incredible it's an incredible plot yeah. in a way. The, right? the choice to have famously buoyant gold as, as your <laughs> as your boat material. And it goes down not because it's made of gold, which is like free right like that's for free like you could just comment on that but it's like no they were bad sailors oh that's why the solid gold boat sank in the water <laughs> it's made of <laughs> oh fuck oh man uh so in and amongst all this stuff there is a lot of scott and t-bob shenanigans uh it got it got a little silly I mean, not a little. We got a lot silly, uh, but it's it took just, up a lot of airtime. As we've mentioned with so many of the factors of this show, it's such a misunderstanding of what the interest should be. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot imagine somebody watching Mask. This is their fucking shit. This is their jam. This show and being entertained by. By just a boy and his robot not doing any mask shit the whole time. Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, ooh, what's Scott and T Bob gonna get up to this week? No. Well, Rory, all I can say is that you must not be YouTube commenter Ping Lim, who uh, are said, big fans? "This is unquestionably my favorite episode from this cartoon. I've lost count of the number of times I've seen it in the days of video recorders. I taped it and watched it over and over." I didn't say you can't like this episode. I just said that like the Scott and T Bob is just such a miss to me on it is on what what your show should be promising to deliver. Yeah, I mean this is a a show for big car toys. Yeah, like, better better way to go. Um, I also want to shout out YouTube commenter Moe Gregg who said at five thirteen you can see the camel toe of our very sexy Venom agent Vanessa Warfield. Um, good looking out, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being vigilant, soldier. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> At this exact time stamp, you can see the outline of the cabal toe. 
I hope he does that on every cartoon. There's just this guy yeah. showing start a, up. Start a database. <laughs> CTDB. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Um, there's a really protracted nonsense sequence. Uh, most of this episode near the end here is 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 just like vehicle craziness on the on the jelly. Um, and it's not that crazy because they don't really play with the jelly being like bouncy or weird at all. It's basically ice. I mean, they 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 kind of yeah. copped out here. Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, I'm torn to some degree because I feel like they did a little bit uh, interact with a with this concept that made for a few cool moments of like there's a a vehicle that's going across it because it's the only apparently it's the only vehicle that can go on this jelly terrain because you know a a team with six cars is somehow just completely bushed uh when there's a solid when water is a solid surface Mm -hmm. um but uh tracker his car his flying car this his flying if we haven't explained already tracker's car is like a DeLorean that has gold wing doors. But then when he fly, he can fly in the air with his car with the doors open. So he just has open <laughs> car doors when he's flying. Yeah, you know, because like you need wings. You need wings, but the doors of his car are open. So it, it's just like he Gotta could be just cold fall up out for the air drag. Oh, my God. Um, But he's going down. He got shot down and he like makes a landing in the jelly. And that sort of cuts a trench out of the jelly which means this like tread wa- uh, tread vehicle can't go across it um and that's like a briefly interesting moment yeah for most other i think i i assume most other episodes they have no like physical restrictions or no oh, sort of I see. wrinkles sure, sure. and you know this sort of adds a a, a terrain complication I guess. I guess. But they don't, no, they don't make a meal out of it. In fact, we have a female member of Mask in this who says six words the whole episode, I think. Uh, Gloria (laughs) Baker. She has some kind of submarine car uh, and she goes into the water. Uh, Then the water becomes jelly when she's inside of it. And then she starts tunneling out of the jelly. And that is the last thing she does. Yeah, she has like a laser laser mask and she lasers her way out of the jelly. And as she does show, she says, I hope Moses isn't offended. Ha ha ha. I'm too. I do. I'm extremely offended. (laughs) (laughs) That's the frog guy. He makes a rance frogs on you. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. So the best part of this episode, uh, probably because we skipped 60 episodes and we've never seen this before. The best part of the episode has nothing to do with the jelly. It's the fact that the, when they get the boat out and they're chasing after this boat, someone has a brilliant idea because one of the masks has a shrink ray that they call Gulliver. <laughs> and they like activate Gulliver and they shrink the fucking boat to the size of a toy. And I didn't know the mask could do that. That seems pretty fucking incredible. That's pretty OP, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they can they can unshrink it at will, so they could just shrink. I mean, all of Venom. Yeah, you would think probably. It's a weird. It's yeah. I mean, you can't think too deeply about it because the writers didn't. But it's it's very, 
It's very surprising that they have a shrink ray, <laughs> and that's sort of like the it's the decisive winner at the end. Well, and it's, uh, it's that it's that weird contradiction that lies at the heart of Mask, where the show is seemingly about masks but it's about cars and they only care about the cars and then they have some lip service to the helmets that they put on but then the helmets have fucking godlike powers where they can <laughs> really j- just like be a justice league with just the helmets on yeah and it's like it's like if superman and wonder woman decided to mostly drive atvs <laughs> 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 well, and I also really like how, you know, because they've continued to let the computer AI decide which which team members they take on each mission. And the decision seems to never involve the people themselves. It's more about the capability of their vehicle. And I'm just like, you can't have other people drive those vehicles? Are they like soul bound to their cars? Uh, it's very, it's, it's very confusing. Uh, but we can't get in the weeds on that. We just can't stay there. This is our last episode of Mask we're probably ever going to watch on this podcast, and I think we got to let it go. Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to throw out a few of the one-liners that Matt Tracker uses, um, a few of which uh, he says, My bird's eye view is laying an egg. Anyone else spot anything? <laughs> do, you, do you know what that means? No. <laughs> is Not that a good slightest. thing? Um, he also says, let's add a little hot sauce to Venom's pudding. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I that say. Old prank. <laughs> oh, hot sauce in the pudding prank. You know when Jim put hot sauce in Dwight's pudding? That's so funny. Okay, but that would really ruin the pudding, to yeah. be fair. It's a good yeah. prank. I really like the laugh line that we end this episode on. Where they're like, oh, we should take this gold barge to one of Venice's museums. And T-Bob says, yeah, and as far as I'm concerned, the schooner, the better. T-Bob, you're you're bad. The schooner, the better. I also I I know I know you're doing a thing and I and I don't care about it. But (laughs) when they decide they want to put Cleopatra's golden boat in a Venice museum. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's very European of them. Yeah, it is. Well, they don't want to put in that much Ah, effort. That's where they are. We should send this back to Egypt. Well, we were not having the discussion, the museum discussion at the time. Uh, I don't know. Maybe people were. Uh, but yeah, they just they just uh, fully fully looted <laughs> <laughs> and donated it to the nation to the nation of Italy. Yeah, it's just you know when it's like totally up for grabs and they decide you know yeah, to I know. not take it yeah. back to you to Egypt. <laughs> uh, and then we get a sailor says where uh, with the messages to not uh, don't strain yourself while pumping iron. Work out responsibly. We're getting we're getting <laughs> fitness tips. Yeah. At, by episode sixty, they've done enough. Don't play in the street. That they have to like. If you exercise too hard or too long, you can actually strain or even injure yourself. You have to work up to each level gradually. Remember to drink your protein shake. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, goodbye, mask. I think I'm. Yeah. I think I'm happy to stay to step away. I think we wait. Goodbye what? to m- 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 mask. Mask. It, Thank you. It really, it really is uh, unfortunate that such a good theme song is attached to such a mediocre cartoon. It, it can't really even is. like fulfill the promise of its own silliness. And and I think it's funny 
I think it's actually great that we're watching this in comparison with Centurions. We'll get more uh, more into this in the outro, I think. But, uh, you know, it seems like Centurions actually fulfills on the silliness quotient a lot yes. more than Mask does. <laughs> uh, I don't think Mask is trying to be funny. It It doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, it seems like there was no frivolity in turning Venice into jelly. <laughs> no, that was just a, a evil plot. They weren't going to have fun with it at all. Boo. Fuck. Hey, hey, if we can get out of this episode, the schooner, the better. <laughs> let's dive. Let's no. let's dive right to a commercial. <laughs> Never done that let's one before. Let's dive right sponsor. <laughs> Hey, Rory. Yeah. Uh, you want to do an ad? <laughs> I'd love to do an ad. You know, we we gotta we gotta we gotta spin the wheels uh, yeah. here. We gotta keep it keep it moving. Great. Can uh, can you tell everybody and all the good people about the dance of the sugar cum fairies? <laughs> no. No, I will not. <laughs> In the near future, Doc Terror and his cyborg companion hacker unleash their forces to conquer Earth. Only one force can stop this evil, a handful of brave men. In specially created exoframes, they can be transported anywhere to fuse with incredible assault weapon systems, being down from the space station sky vault, becoming man and machine, power extreme. Max Ray, Brilliant Sea Operations Commander. Jake Rockwell, Rugged Land Operations Specialist. Ace McLeod, Daring Air Operations Expert. Whatever the challenge, they are ready. The Centurion! Okay, we're back, and uh, I am in danger of leaving this job because I just saw a really cute ladybird, and suddenly money doesn't mean a lot to me. And uh, do you guys think you could handle this on your own if I just sort of bailed and you pulled a pull a chariot? No. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, really? It's a three. It's a three bird job. And really? We've been over this. Yeah. Do you do you think if somebody could fly around? the world in one night with two birds and not a full team. <laughs> Everybody would they, do it. Everyone would do it. <laughs> you make a really good point. <laughs> Fuck. All right. I mean, you fine. do you, dude. Get that, get that bird, get that bird dig wet. <laughs> Maybe get if I can do little, it while we... Get while your we... little, get your little bird dick. You know? <laughs> while we fly by, maybe we can just sort of like... Get your... T- Get your tiny bird skin nice and wet. <coughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well, maybe later. Because we got to talk no, about the no, Centurion. No, 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 no. <laughs> you brought it up. You put us on the spot to accept your premise and your lust for the ladybird. Uh, and I want you to know you're supported. And I want you... To get your itty bitty little birdie <laughs> wahoo. Crazy stuff. Oh. 
Jesus. Okay, <laughs> okay I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. You can just just imagine that I'm doing that during this entire segment of Centurions. I mostly do that most of my day. <laughs> I'm I'm just watching Greta Gerwig's Lady Bird and having a great time. That sounds nice. Uh, Lady oh, Bird. <laughs> are y'all gonna see Barbie? Greta Gerwig's oh, Barbie yeah. movie. It looks amazing. I have no it idea. Looks fucking Does weird. It? It looks yeah. weird as shit. No, we can't talk about Barbie. That's for the after podcast we do <laughs> Saturday morning Barb's days. Uh, but this is this is this is Centurions episode thirty-seven. We watch Night on Terror Mountain. You're gonna know exactly why we watched it here in just about ten seconds because Doc Terror and Hacker are defeated by the Centurions. They end up in a creepy castle where they find and wake up the real Count Dracula. Doc Terror is unable to control him. And in what feels like a little bit of a, the infinite backlog crossover. Jack <laughs> is back, baby. <laughs> once again, powerless to resist Count Dracula. The thrall of Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to watch it. Yeah. Oh. I mean, if you're, I mean, I'm just thinking about, well, I, before I put my foot in my mouth, I was going to say, imagine just a, an episode of G.I. Joe where they meet Dracula, but I'm almost positive at this point they've probably done one of those. Probably. But yeah. the swings that Centurion makes, um, you know, last episode they met Merlin's ghost, <laughs> um, the, yeah, the reanimated corpse of Merlin, very um, did strange. magic with him. That these these men like you know if all you watch is the intro they seem very much like men of science in a scientific world they're mm-hmm. robot suit guys and yeah. yet they're routinely encountering the supernatural and having to shoot it with lasers and I I, yeah. I do love that like a lot it, it it's great I mean the the fun that they're willing to have you know there there's no boundary they don't. <laughs> want to cross due to logic and <laughs> yeah. you know th- this is not like all right well we're a we're a pretty hardcore like military show so we're not gonna put merlin in this one uh no <laughs> they don't give a shit it's great <laughs> you know it what's is. funny it, to me is that dracula's reveal is almost not a twist because they really they open it up with uh who are our bad guys Oh, Doc Terror and Hacker. Doc Terror and Hacker. Uh, they find out those guys are in Transylvania. And the first thing the Centurions <laughs> say is like, ooh, that's a spooky place with goblins. <laughs> Transylvania, huh? That's vampire country. You've been watching too many old movies, Ace. <laughs> vampire country. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was uh, uh, Ace McCloud, I believe. The, yes. the Sky Centurion. Uh uh, who they chastise for again? Yes, for being culturally generalizing. However, I assume what six to twenty episodes before this, they just hung out with Merlin. So I know vampires are not impossible. I do want to see the the Centurion's map of Europe. That's uh-huh. pretty much all normal, and then <laughs> like a scary face that says vampire. Country. Here, there be vampires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, although actually before that, I want to call out the thing that they set up at the beginning of the episode is apparently, I think it's Jake, uh, who is, or yes. Jack, uh, is 
apparently trying out a new vape pen for dogs. Um, some it's sort a, of jewel. No, it's uh, a dog whistle. I know it's a dog whistle, but it's like a special high-tech dog whistle that lights up whenever you like, <laughs> you know, put your lips on it. And it looks like a jewel. Like it looks like he's jeweling uh, <laughs> hardcore every time. And it's fantastic. Yeah. But no, no, it's a dog whistle and you blow it and it quietly says globalists. <laughs> um, but no, I don't know why it, it's very it's a. I, I don't like it because it's a really out of place setup that he's just got a dog whistle and then we move on and it's not even used in a pivotal moment. It's just used in a, no. in like a shitty little moment to scare some bats. Like, yeah, the, the cyborg bats that we get later in the episode <laughs> are not fully, I guess, fully deterred. The day is not saved by jeweling around the cyborg. bats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the amount the amount of magic system that went into Dracula's control of robot bats was <laughs> very fun to me. <laughs> yeah, if I was expecting zero and got one. <laughs> <laughs> he has he has control, but not total control over robot bats. If you didn't know, yeah, right, right, because they Cause are still bats, and all bats they're, are they're, friends of Dracula. Uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I just love there's degrees of battiness. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can you can convince Batman of something, but like come on, that's mostly man a little He's bit. It's mostly man. <laughs> You're thinking of man bat. That guy <laughs> that guy's a lot more mostly bat. <laughs> um, so the the way that this episode actually gets us to Transylvania is I guess Doc Terror um and his friend um <laughs> have arrived at this like airspace control center for all of eastern europe that you know controls all the planes landing and yeah. it's bad uh and, and they're attacking it and, whatever. and they're attacking it with robots and so our three guys come in and fight it and they have a bunch of air nonsense to kick off the episode mm -hmm. um but it does include uh i assume ace dropping what he calls a laser bomb um, mm. which, you know, is just, don't know what is, that means. I don't either, but it's fantastic. It makes sense in my heart. What um, I thought was fantastic is we got the underwater guy, Max Ray. Uh, normally when they'd get their weapon system, they all yell out power extreme and it's really extra. Like, it's really good. I love it. And they just yell out like power extreme. But when Max Ray does it, this dude sounds like a this fucking... Too? opera singer the operatic yes <laughs> absolutely i noticed it this time i feel like they probably started doing that later because you know it's common now it's really good the Extreme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's delightful uh but no they 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 win the baddies crash uh in transylvania and there's a storm and when they go down to investigate what happened, they find some tracks that that seem to imply that Doc Terror and Hacker got out and are on foot and headed towards the extremely spooky Transylvania village. Yeah. And now we're in a Dracula thing. Right. Uh, we cut over to Doc Terror and, and Hacker and they are trudging up through a graveyard in Transylvania and we get a a rare moment of Doc Terror having some character development or at least some character traits, I guess, of his uh -huh. own. And Hacker says it's not much further. 
And he gets the doctor English corrects lesson. him and says it's not it's not much farther, um, <laughs> or, or it's further. It's further, not farther. No, no, no. He um, says it's farther because traditionally farther is used for is distance. for distance, right? And further is for furthering a cause or something. But you know how that language is. You use both for both because people don't know the difference, and and that means there yeah, is no difference. It's just funny. It's just funny that he's so pedantic about yeah. correcting Hacker on this. Um, and we haven't, I don't know. I feel like we've seen nothing from Doc Tear, right? He's such a nothing burger. Uh huh. Um, terrible refrigerator man that it's just, <laughs> it's funny to imagine that he speaks with like, you know, dictionary perfect English grammar at all times and is like really, like really yeah. heavy on that. Um, the, something else dawned on me about Doc Terror, and I wonder if you caught on to this too. Um, I think Doc Terror is basically Leonard Nimoy. He, you think entire character design, his face, some of the vocal choices. I can see it. Huh. I can see it. Is almost uh-huh. entirely like Leonard Nimoy. Nimoynian. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's extremely n- Nimoy Nimoynian. Um, <laughs> I also read that uh, apparently Max Ray's appearance was based on Magnum PI. I mean, uh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Dude looks um, like a Salek. Yeah. And if like they're designing one guy after uh, a real person, uh-huh. I definitely see the the Leonard Nimoy connection with Doc Terror. Yeah. He's a lot more snarly than Nimoy is yeah, most of the time. He yeah. bears his teeth a lot. Uh-huh. Oh, it's but very gross. He's got a lot of a lot of inspiration there. So I love I love this moment where they discover Dracula because Doc Terra finds some weird machines in in this castle and is like, oh, I think I can make some fun traps out of this. Hacker, go amuse yourself. Well, and- hold on. Hold on a minute. It's weird because <laughs> they walk into this ancient castle that it seems like they knew about. It, it, it's like it's they've planned to go. The Centurions also seem they don't really miss a beat that. Oh, yeah. they've, they've awoken Dracula. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But but the idea that like they're walking in and it feels like this is part of this is part of Terror's plan. I think like, that's I think that's just script funkiness. I don't think yeah. we're intended to think that they wanted to be here. They've taken refuge but the, here. The Centurions right. do walk right in and point at a and like this coffin right here. This specific coffin was definitely Dracula's coffin. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it seemed to be a well known fact that Dracula slumbered exactly here, <laughs> precisely here. Yeah, yeah, and apparently had relatively modern technology had electronic equipment in the... I don't know. Yeah. I don't fucking know. I mean he wasn't what? really that trapped. He could have I mean I it could have just been a you know a nap. He was taking a, a little nap, nap. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean I guess he was imprisoned by his foes with like a single dinky cross placed on top of his coffin. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. So so No, but what ahead. I liked about this moment is that that Doc Terror is just like gonna tinker with some machines and he basically sends hacker away to go play with his balls he's just like just go whatever and there's like a little fade out and a little fade back in and hacker comes back in and is like hey uh, i found dracula (laughs) 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 he's basically just accidentally stumbles into dracula's tomb and so he they go downstairs they're like fuck this Dracula's tomb open that shit up no that's not the word they use the word he uses is sarcophagus uh yeah. tracker or hacker sorry tracker is from mask hacker <laughs> is in centurions uh hacker's gonna lead the mission um 
hacker doesn't understand what a sarcophagus is. And yeah. so again, Doc Terror has to be like, you fucking idiot. Sarcophagus is a coffin. This is a sarcophagus of Count Dracula. Sarco, what? Coffin to you, hacker. Yeah. Yeah, they've they've they they've made him they've made him your worst friend. Yeah. The one <laughs> the one who constantly corrects you. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. It's it's funny, like it's funny that there is I don't know that they just take it at face value. He's like, do you fucking know it's Count Dracula? And they open him up and he's just in there and they're not surprised. They're just like happy they found him. They're like, oh, fuck. This is going to be great. We found Dracula. <laughs> yeah. And Dracula's <laughs> like, I am ready to take over the world, uh, whatever. And they're like, oh, us too. Sweet. No, no, no. Let's, you're uh... number three in the chain of command. And he's like, no, no, no. Not Dracula. <laughs> there's no there's not really any fun power play that is in itself funny that he's just like, no, you guys, you're idiots. I'm Dracula. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're I also clearly I like buffoons. Dracula does immediately get right to the point that I really love where they're like centurions. Are they men of the law? Definitely. Oh, are they cops? I fucking <laughs> love fighting. Cops. They are law enforcement, <laughs> no? <laughs> this is really funny. Uh, and so now we get to this is this is single-handedly my favorite moment in the entire episode because it is so completely ridiculous. The centurions have reached, they've gotten to the village, and in you know, in the in the time since we've looked at them, they've they've you know made friends with this local woman and she's got, got a room in her soup. house. Yeah, they got some soup. And they found a room to stay in. And this lady's like, okay, let me know if you have anything you need. And they're like, cool, cool, cool. And they're having a conversation. They don't know where Doc Terror is. And apropos of absolutely fucking nothing, Ace just like looks at the other two and yells, vampires! There are valleys, caves, and ravines all over the place. Even from the air, it would take days to check them all out. It's true, Doc Terror could be anywhere. Vampires and th- <laughs> why? There's there were there was no stimulus for him to yell the word vampires. He just yells it, and then the woman comes in screaming because Dracula's there. It's like he had a fucking prescient vision of, or something. I just he just knew any weird thing <laughs> in vampire country is gonna be a vampire. <laughs> but they're just having a conversation, and he yells out the word vampires like he's Boba just Fett. been. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bubba Feet. So, <laughs> so incredible. I do want to mention a brief moment before this where as soon as uh, Doc Terror explains who the Centurions are um, and explains that they're cops and they're bad and uh, that they that they're, they need to go down, Dracula's like, I can do this. And then he, like, leaves and turns into a bat. And then we see him sort of scurrying out of his castle as a bat carrying his carriage. Like like a horse drawn carriage, but the bat is like yeah. leading the carriage out. Yeah, you'd need at least three bats to do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, it's just I I was struck by it because I recently did some of the uh, this year the Dracula Daily um, web phenomenon where you got emailed a chapter of Dracula on the oh, day that, it, right. that the chapter was written in the book. Um, 
It was kind of fun. It was cool. Um, and a lot of fun, like memes about Dracula in the book were, were hitting Tumblr and Twitter and it was, it was entertaining, but one of them was bat was Dracula just kind of being a little goblin all the time and just kind of scurrying <laughs> around and how much he loved his own coach, like becoming his own coachman and like taking uh-huh. in disguise, taking his coach different places. So I did yeah, appreciate him. He's just a theater him. kid. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's a dramatic little bitch. And uh, him like turning into a bat and just pulling his carriage off into the night is, is, is exquisite. Of course, we never see the carriage do anything. Like it's no, not. No. Is it like a, well, he's going he's gonna to hypnotize Max. So we should make sure that he's got a place to put him. But right. That doesn't. I, it's kind of all it's a it weird is. moment um yeah he confronts the centurions and he he reveals his obvious mind whammy powers and he gets away with with max ray he, he steals him mind and soul and at a certain point i guess in the time between dracula leaving his castle and coming back with Max Ray. I don't know. It can't have been more than an hour. Right? Uh, the whole timeline in this is like four hours. Yeah. There, 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 there cannot be very much time passing. Doc Terror has made cyber bats. And later we see an army of robots. Yeah. <laughs> but I just love that he's, he's like, all right, Dracula's away and time to make cyber bats. And they're... Uh, they're just in a cage. They're just hanging out, and and I love how useless they are. They they really add nothing to this to this plot There's because as, as Rory mentioned, Dracula can control them because well, they're still bats. There's a commentary between Hacker and Doc Terror that's like, "Those cyborg bats sure have weird eyes, Doc." Correct for once, Hacker. I did not design them to glow like that, and that's what bothers me. Do you think it has something to do with Dracula? Did someone call my name? <laughs> and yeah, I guess it's because Jack can control them, but they don't. Yep. Doesn't, doesn't, nothing happens with it. Uh, Doc Terror being this grammar pedant uh, continues. I, I think it continues with oh. his horrible like clunkiness of dialogue where... Um, the centurions kind of sneak up on them in the castle uh, and his line where he discovers them is how did you get in without my knowing about it <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't seem like good english right well no no it doesn't just, seem it, great it, it's it's such a like it's such a weirdly clunky like there's a hundred different ways to say that better right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how did you get in without my knowing about it <laughs> uh here's a here's the thing that i want to talk about so at a point so the the centurions the the ones that are left uh they're like okay we gotta go get max back but they get cornered by transylvanian villagers i guess yes uh, and they don't say anything like we never hear any of these villagers say anything. But through the Centurion's dialogue, they explain that the villagers must assume they're with Dracula. And that's why they're mad. And, and they've they, got these pitchforks. What, quietly escort them somewhere? Yeah. And they're going to take them somewhere. I don't know. Are they going to burn them at the stake? It's very unclear. But what happens is that Ace looks over to Jake and he says, 
he looks up at these trees that are walking by and he says, these trees give me an idea, follow my lead. And both of them proceed to jump 20 feet into the air, grab a tree branch and swing from tree to tree like gymnast monkeys to get away. (laughs) (laughs) Neat idea. Cool. Our idea is that- Good way to escape. We're faster than these villagers and can swing on trees. You think there wasn't even an attempt to be like, no Dracula, we not Dracula. Nope. Like, no communication effort is just like, look, this is a lost cause. We're never going to talk to them. They're not people. They're they're a mob. <laughs> it's very weird. This episode kind of, at the same time that it's very fun, it sort of is like constantly falling apart. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how well this one came together. <laughs> it, uh, it yeah. there, there's really it's it's kind of in the best of ways almost just pretty thinly veiled excuse to do a Dracula episode, right? Yeah. Like, right. Yep. The actual yep. plot is completely abandoned. Uh Yeah. Yeah, yeah we don't the, know like that that air traffic control thing and like like when it, like that doesn't come back or anything. Like. There's even a line where when he's kind of succeeded in destroying this air, air traffic base and the, somebody else says the other, I think it's Crystal up in the space station is like, all right, Centurions, the other places in Europe are going to handle all the air while it's repaired. Okay, well then. Cool. It's not, then it's not a problem. Then I guess him destroying it was <laughs> fine. Yeah, cool. We got to get, look, let's get to the end here. <laughs> they, they confront the, the Max. Max is whammied. They they undo the mind whammy with the cross that was on Jet Dracula's chest. Uh, Ace, Ace is very savvy with genre fiction and he knows what to do. He converts Max to Christianity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And they leave born again. Dracula's Dracula's like really cool plan is I guess he's just got like remote computer control of a bunch of like doors that he can open and close. And that's his like whole thing. And the, and and that doesn't seem to work and he's like fuck this and he just turns into a bat and bails. <laughs> yeah. You would also think so one of the subplots is Dracula hypnotizing Doc Terror, but it doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't hypnotize Hacker. And Hacker's like, sees the hypnotizing happen, and he's like, come on, Doc, what are you doing? And then he leaves. He just leaves. And you think, oh, maybe he's going to encounter the Centurions and explain something, and they'll team yeah, up. Yeah, Hacker's going to gonna help out. But he doesn't, he, no, he, he just sort of appears out of the wall where he was standing perfectly still until his plot necessitated his return. Um, and he grabs a hypnotized doc terror and they just leave as the castle collapses but yeah yeah because max ray destroys the quote power plant underneath the castle yes that is there and then he and then then the whole castle collapses off the hill because it's a functional a functioning power plant (laughs) and load bearing load bearing A load-bearing power plant at the base of an ancient Transylvanian castle in the middle of a graveyard mm-hmm. with modern technology and Dracula's coffin. Um, and that's just that was just ready to go. Nobody and- had thought to go inside. <laughs> 
And does it do they kill Dracula at the end here? Ace like I think so. It's unclear, pushes him up towards the sun. But I think he dies. But he dies yelling, I will get you, Centurions. Yeah, look, nobody worth their salt is gonna completely close the door on Dracula. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> Sweep Squeak's coming back next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somehow you Dracula returned. <laughs> ah, exactly, exactly. And then uh and then yeah, we end on a on a bit of a a denouement where they're like Think we ought to take on a werewolf next? Probably. And that's a that's a laugh line, but it's again, a... Merlin Merlin <laughs> exists. Dracula is not a one-off occurrence in this universe. Yeah, yeah maybe get rid of the werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe actually. It's a serious werewolf problem. <laughs> Fuck. Please, let's go wrap this one up. Let's do it. Well, we're wrapping up this episode like a Christmas present. Um, and mm-hmm. it, yeah, mm-hmm. it does turn out we were carrying Santa. And when I say were in the past tense, it, it is, well, I'm glad you could join us again, Andy, but the two of yeah. us really couldn't handle yeah. the sleigh load. And we, we went down somewhere in the Algiers and, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. The, you know, the red man doesn't look good. The big, the big Santa man is, is, uh, you know, he's down. He's down. We got a black hawk down. Um, I think it's rude that you haven't asked me how my day went. We know what you did. Yeah. (laughs) We're strategically avoiding (laughs) your play by play. So there I was. (laughs) Turgid as the day is long. Uh, I'm sorry to hear about Santa, but uh, realistically, he should have not hired three birds for this. Probably. Well, sure, sure. I mean, we were his last hope. Um, I presume. Yeah. Again, he he went through an app anonymously <laughs> <laughs> through a sort of like job app uh, for birds. For birds. For birds. <laughs> Skyver? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Grind grinder? No, that's that's the that's a different one, Austin. That's the one you used, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um all right. We we're we're done we're done here, right? Like we did three three weeks of mask and centurions and now we're sated. Our bellies feel good. Yeah, I I've had I've had the trash. I've supped upon the trash, the tender sweet trash of the earth. And it was it was good. It was good. <laughs> it was good for a bit. Dracula <laughs> and Merlin were definitely high points. Um mm-hmm. Mask as soon as the theme song ended was just a huge low point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? yeah. Yeah, agreed on all friends. It was it was a good time. It was a good time. I mean, we had to we had to eventually do a couple of these, right? I mean, like there's eh, there's no fine. way there's we've no way we got now. out. Yeah, we've seen it. We've done it. Mask, mask, and you know, there's no there's no reason there's no reason to go back. But I'm glad that we did it for a few weeks. I'm glad that we stuck stuck it out enough to see the variety that was at play, uh, because because truly. I think I think the second week was the best week, right? With the with the stuff mm-hmm. the Stonehenge Merlin shit. 
Yeah, but... dueling Stonehenges. Mm-hmm. I I just I I marvel at how much more fun Centurions could have. There, there's definitely value in that. You know, I mean, there's yeah. value in in a show that can completely tank its its concept of reality um, <laughs> in order to to just be a goofy watch to go as far as their concept suggests and not like kind of blue ball us with, you know, yeah, like the, the, the existence of magic, maybe. Well, like and, if mask and... is going to go is going to turn water to jelly and dig up Cleopatra's solid gold barge. Like, why can't we have like ghosts and wizards, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I feel like it's funny because on the face of it, like if all you watched were the intros and then someone asked you, which one of these do you think had the real Merlin? You definitely think Centurions was a bit of a snooze. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Centurions looks like it's going to just be extremely boring. Like, okay, we just, you know, we, we fight each other in our armor a lot. And, and then mask looks like it has a lot of weird room to be strange, but it was definitely the complete opposite and no amount of like deep mask roster helped because they don't actually give any of those other characters, anything interesting to do. No, it's just an action figure delivery system with, and... with a good 15 minutes of required, uh, Scott and T-Bob. <laughs> yeah. Boy hijinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't even get deeply into the boat friendship of Jacques and Matt. <laughs> History will call them speedboat friends. Right. <laughs> yeah. But my heart will call it love. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. We fucking did it. Yeah. Boom, baby. Boom, babes. Pour one out for Santa. <laughs> for dear old Saint Nick. Yeah. Dead on arrival. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I got a, uh, I don't know, got one of these Instagram pans that everybody's talking about. Because I opened up uh, some of the presents. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't really sure what you were doing there in the fiction. Yeah, no, I'm I'm in the fiction. I'm opening the presents that are <laughs> around me in our crash site in the Algiers. Got it. Got it. Good. Well, this yeah, is you this... got any cool riffs on that? Or... <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs>